Welcome to ATO After the Whistle, the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan for the final time this season, giving you some reactions, some analysis, and probably a couple hot takes now and then. I know it's a few days late, but uh, we made it. Patty, how are you? Uh, how are you feeling, buddy? Let's. Let's just say, you know, sum it up with a note. <laughs> so sum it up with an opening <laughs> beer. Uh, well, I mean, I can't say I'm not disappointed. I think every ATO fan out there, all of you guys listening right now, are probably just as disappointed as I am. You've probably all been hermits off social media a little bit. Um, I know I have. Um, <laughs> but true. you know what? I at the same time, no one thought we would be here anyway. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a catch twenty two. I think um, it sucks that we didn't win the entire league, but like, yeah. well, we did win the league. <laughs> it sucks yeah. that we didn't win the playoffs. Yeah. But but at the same time, I don't think that any of us, you know, six months ago, eight months ago, or whatever, expected us to be here at this no, point. No, and that's that's and that's really the the thesis statement of this entire episode. And and, and I would I would say we can get that off right at the bat here. It's like yeah, we're disappointed in the moment. But honestly, it's like, you know, that cheesy don't cry because it's over, like smile because it happened. Like we d- we really achieved something incredible this season and uh, we didn't win the final. But you know what? Th- that was upsetting for about, you know, an evening. And then, yeah. Uh, and then it wasn't anymore. Like Honestly, me, uh, that, that upset lasted until we got to the GCP afterwards and I ordered a beer Pretty and then we got to we got to chill and talk again. And then I was like, OK, well, I mean, that just happened. But fuck it's it, like you say when we when we weren't expecting to be there like even at the game i wasn't super nervous i was talking to thomas he's like you nervous i'm like no he's like i'm super nervous and i told flo i was like i think i'm not nervous because i don't actually believe that we're here in a final right now <laughs> <laughs> well i i feel you on that one that's for sure uh, so that carries over into the afterwards it doesn't feel like we lost a final because i still don't believe that we actually made it to the final we didn't. It was all just a hallucination. <laughs> it was all just I actually, dream. I actually spiked your drink with acid before, uh, like yeah. when we first got there. So yeah, we actually finished last again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's just it. Like, I mean, we're, we're Atletico Ottawa, a team that had one of the worst. Actually, I think we had the worst record. Um, in, until in the this, until uh, Edmonton this season. We until Edmonton record. this season, but leading yeah. up to the season, like we had yeah. one of the one of the worst, if not the worst, records. Yeah. Wooden spoon, and suddenly we're league champions and we're in the cpl final for the yeah. playoffs as well like that's yeah. but that's bananas yeah um that's bananas so so you're right i think that for a lot of us it was it was sad but not in a way where we were like oh my god we finished fourth and then we like lost in the final you know <laughs> like that would have been way harsher yeah yeah finishing we, first and just happening to lose in, in the final like that is very true that because that would have been you know a cinderella run out of nowhere and we would have pinned a lot of hopes on but i mean we had a lot of hopes pinned on being able to win the league which at the time was was an absolutely inconceivable fucking batshit crazy doo-doo notion that we ended up doing <laughs> so i'm pretty sure I, I we had said for episodes now that like winning the league really took a lot of pressure off the final that uh we can hold our heads even higher if we don't win it because we did actually win some silverware this season so yeah yeah exactly so um yeah you're right i mean we couldn't have asked for a better coach uh a club and honestly the players i think uh, you know and the fans as well should also be proud of what yeah. we accomplished in ottawa um you know from a fan perspective the cpl finals we just set the new record for paid attendance at a cpl final 
Um, we we, we set the new record for paid attendance at a CPL game in general. Yeah, exactly. So, and we didn't need uh, an MLS team involved to to get there, right? Like there it, it was us a... and Hamilton Forge. So, you, you know, I it look is, at I look at yeah. I look it's pretty I amazing. Know, like, just the whole the whole vibe, uh, like the whole vibe you saw on like one soccer social media and of, over the whole weekend was just like, what is happening this weekend? Like Ottawa is on fire this weekend. Yeah. Like. This 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 sport is blowing up at the moment. Well, and, well, and, and, and I think that's just is proof of that. Yeah, that's the that's I think that's the most um, gratifying part of this past weekend. I mean, I flew home for it, and like the most gratifying part was the fact that through the efforts of the supporters groups and through the efforts of the club to to some extent, um, and obviously through the efforts of the players, we finished top of the table. <clears throat> we went through the playoffs. They managed to be, knock off Pacific, which was awesome. And then to have 15,000 people in attendance at a Canadian Premier League football match is yeah. absurd. Yeah. Like in, o- in, in Ottawa, Ottawa at not TD in Toronto, <laughs> not in Montreal, not in Vancouver, in Ottawa, in the most apathetic city in Canada. So, <laughs> so um, you know, it's, it's, ah, God. And I, I have like, it on good authority that it was actually capped at 15 K. Uh, uh, if they wanted more, they would have had to open up new sections and that would have meant staffing more people at the stadium. And they're like, you know what? This is a good cozy place to stop it. So, I mean, if we, if we had free run of the whole thing, we probably could have hit 16 or 17. I, I would agree with that. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's cool. I, I like, I guess I can't understate how much, all of the work for all of you out there who are CCSG members who turn out every week to the games, who do yeah. all the, the behind the scenes work. Yeah. We can't understate how integral you've all been to growing the league, to growing the sport in Canada, to growing yeah. our team. Mm-hmm. Um, Ottawa is a football city, Johnny. Fucking yep. Ottawa. Ottawa, yes, Ontario is a football city now. Yep. And yep. every news outlet, you know, was talking about it. And, and yeah, they were talking about the 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 final score and how Forge, you know, whatever Ottawa couldn't finish. But at the same time, look how much mention of the fact that we hit those numbers for spectators and the fact that, you know, they looked at the footage of the dub and were like, oh my God, yeah, like, look, yeah. you know, Ottawa's popping off and like, look at their supporters groups and blah, 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 Man, blah. Like, the amount of people I know that are like, you know, maybe Sens fans, but I have never tweeted about soccer. I've never tweeted about TD Place in any way that were like retweeting and quote tweeting like videos of like the dub during that final being like, whoa, like this is here. Like it's yeah. nuts. And I think, and I'm hoping again, you know, it's, it's tough because Ottawa is a very kind of can be a very lukewarm city. Mm. So it's, it's tough to predict whether or not that will carry over between seasons, but I, I honestly hope it does. And I think it might um, just because we have built a little bit of magic in the dub and in yeah. the supporters culture. And we may not, I mean, obviously we're not going to see 15,000 every game right yeah. now, yeah. but you know, we averaged what, probably seven thousand a game, roughly. No, I mean, no. If we take away the, uh, uh, oh yeah, I guess I think we're probably hit around four k. Yeah, so so like I I could I could see us realistically being up to like averaging six, um, and kind of being in the same ballpark as as Halifax Wanderers as far yeah, as would be as nice far as commitment of fans, which would be yeah. great. Honestly, I think that would be great. Um, so yeah, I I I'm I'm stoked. Honestly, that was one of the biggest wins of the weekend. Was not necessarily you know being in the final but like seeing ottawa transformed yeah no it's in like like you said every everyone listening to this everyone that's in the dub everyone that's in ccsg that puts so much work and can really look at these photographs of this game you know mm. stop looking at the slideshow once it gets to the the shield award look at, <laughs> look at all the pictures before it and look at all, <laughs> look at all the people there and, and think of you know the early games last season when 
there'd be, you know, a couple dozen of yous in there making lots yeah. of noise, losing. I remember the, the dub week. was like th- three or four rows of people. That exactly. Was it. <laughs> but everyone kept coming and then it kept growing and kept growing and kept growing. Everyone kept working and doing new things. And, and uh, we just drew 15K at a fucking final. So, yeah, yeah it's all, it's all yeah. because of all of you. <laughs> so we love all of you year. thanks for thanks for tuning in thanks yeah. for being around what an incredible year yes. so um i i mean i do have i do have one point i want to make um before we jump into game specifics um uh, on behalf of both johnny and i from a2 after the whistle um i think as well as the broader membership of ccsg um i think we should extend a massive thank you to our president dan duff um so many of you guys know dan's worked extremely hard to build the sg like from this little kernel of an idea that began with him and Thomas discussing, you know, how they wanted to grow football culture in Ottawa to becoming the largest supporters group for football in Ottawa. Um, And he does a ton of work behind the scenes with other SGs, the club, one soccer, various, you know, groups around the league. Um, And again, like Johnny and I are both in the founders council and I can say hand on heart that CCSG and by extension ATO would not be in the position that we're currently in without the guidance and leadership and tenacity of, uh, of Dan, especially in the background operations. And it's not, it's not stuff that we see. It's not stuff that everyone out there sees, you know, you show yeah. up to a game and you bang the drums and have a good time, yeah. but you don't realize that behind the scenes, all the, all these moving parts need to be kind of shepherded. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who are at the season final event at the GCP, um, Dan does not like to be in the spotlight. So he's probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, if you're like a fan of, of some other team in the league, you probably don't even know what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just it. Um, so he moves behind the scenes, um, but I, I think he deserves a little bit of recognition um, in some small way. So so if we can give him that um, in the podcast, I think, you know, he, he has done so much for the club, for the supporters group, and, and just really for the sport in Ottawa. Um, so. Dan, you know, we, we couldn't have done it without you. So uh, we're Show glad time. to have you on board. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, and I mean, I guess, you know, for going off that, I got to give a huge congrats to Carlos Gonzalez, as well as Ollie Bassett for their wins at the CPL award Awards. Winners. Hell yeah. So, uh, you know, ATO cleaned up a little bit. We won, what, three out of five categories? Yeah. Um, you know, side note, mm-hmm. King Nathan was robbed of the Golden Gloves, in my opinion. Oh, he but, definitely you know, was. There, I said it. But, yeah, I said it. You said it. You said it. I mean, everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. And, and then the other one we didn't win, we didn't even have anyone nominated for it. So Yeah, because they snubbed Diego Espeo as Defender of the Year. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like all five awards go to ATO players. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, under, like, under 21, I don't think we had one for either. But, uh, uh, but yeah, yeah defend, I, Defender of the Year, definitely Espeo should have been, should have been nominated. Should have been at least nominated. Didn't even get a nod. No, what else exactly. is new? Yeah, exactly. But Carlos won coach of the year, which is yep. excellent. And, you know, it's really, I don't know. I like it. It's icing on the cake, um, especially because, you know, Bobby Smirniotis, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. So <laughs> it's four seasons. It's, it's funny that we say these things. And like, um, it's funny when people also get upset, like the, the amount of the amount of fan, Forge fans I see that get upset that Bobby has not won coach of the year yet baffles me. You have won the North Star Shield three times. Why yep. do you give a shit? About individual <laughs> awards. I mean, what? No, I mean, no one really cares that much. At least you shouldn't. Like, it's nice to see your players win them. When you lose them, you might laugh because you think it's unfair or something like that. But like, to actually be legitimately upset is is yeah. strange. <laughs> strange behavior, and I don't yeah, understand it. 
just take your microwave plate and uh, go home. Yeah, yeah, anyway. exactly. Um, but yeah, so we had the, uh, the the finals panel at the GCP, which was a lot of fun for those mm-hmm. of you that that attended. Um, really cool. Uh, Dan worked obviously again really closely with One Soccer to make that happen. We, there was even some Forge fans there, which was kind of neat. So we ended yeah. up having like a little bit of a chat with them. We sat down, we shared a couple beers and some drinks yeah. and some stories and laughs and whatever, um, which was neat because. You know, yes, there's a ton of rivalry online between us and everyone else. Um, but it was neat to like really just sit down and talk football with with people that, you know, yeah, we don't support the same team, but we were able to connect with them on that. Um, it's so part that of cool finals that, weekend, right? Well, I mean, exactly. It's, part, it's right? part of the fun of it. It's like uh, uh, it, it, it's the, the whole uh, occasion that really brings everyone together. And I mean, before the game is when you want to mingle, because after the game, you, you don't want to see each other for whatever reason, probably. But <laughs> But before the game is a nice time. For everyone yeah. to get together and yeah and again i think this event was really really good for that because you know yeah. not only did we have forge fans and ato fans you know there were some management um the, the uh commissioner was there which was really cool um jordan wilson the york player who yep. you know scored on us in our last regular season game he was there um <laughs> along with ollie platt kj our even our boy gareth wheeler <laughs> was participating wheeler was there, yeah um, yeah so uh, uh Jenkins was there too, right? I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was KJ there. was there. Yeah. Um, Jimmy oh, yeah, Adam was there. Jenkins, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, so <laughs> lot, basically all the talking heads from uh, One Soccer, which was neat. Yeah, um, I, and then, I regret you know, that I could not make that because of, from everything I've heard, it was like it was the it was the thing to do this weekend, other than the game uh, itself. Like, it was well, it, it was because like it was cool because we had the awards. Um, a bunch of us attended the awards, and then and then the next night was the panel which was really yeah. neat although for some reason they put me and thomas stockton up there with all the talking heads for one soccer so <laughs> you know whatever i'm just a podcast guy but apparently that's <laughs> enough to get me on a panel with- <laughs> that's a vibe that's a vibe man. it was it was cool honestly it was fun so that was cool honestly it was a lot of fun um and it was well attended um you know people were late because obviously the red blacks game was the same night so it was like a yeah. big kind of kerfuffle to find parking mm. but it was really well attended um and i think it was just a cool event and i hope that you know when we make the finals next year uh <laughs> and we host in Ottawa again, um, <laughs> it, it becomes a regular thing, um, which would be great. So, Oh yeah. So yeah. So finals weekend, um, with that out of the way, yeah. uh, let's talk about the game that I had to suffer through rewatching today in <laughs> my talk office. About, let's talk about it for a little <laughs> bit, I guess. <laughs> oh God. Uh, I've been avoiding rewatching the game yeah, pretty much since it happened. Cause I think you're right. I, I watched it happen live, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then there was this like period of mourning a little bit. Cause you're like, ah, we, should, we, you know, we really want to win the double and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I, I do think, honestly, I think Ottawa had a chance to win. Um, I think the team got a bit nervous and maybe made some bad choices <laughs> or bad plays. And we ended up, you know, we're on the receiving end of a two nil loss. Um, but you're right. It kind of only lasted, you know, it was a fleeting moment, uh, yeah. you know, maybe a half hour, an hour or whatever. And then it was like, all right, well, we're going to go back to our supporters pub who love us. Um, shout out to Blair from the GCP um, to 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 have a few pints and really just like talk with other CCSG members. And yeah. again, we got there and there was more Forge fans there. And it wasn't like there wasn't any animosity. You know, I did I did a round of shots with a table of Forge fans because I was like, you know what? Like, we're all here for the same reason. We're here to watch the sport that we love, the beautiful game. Um, So it was cool. Um, So I was glad for that. Um, But in saying that, I fucking hated rewatching it today because God, the game was wasn't, hard the, to watch. It wasn't the best. It wasn't our best performance. Thank God the crowd was so lit and the atmosphere was so cool because the game itself was actually. uh, Yeah. Not too, not too friggin' good. And and you know, you know what else is is a little tough to say is that I'm not surprised. 
No. It really, really I... looked like a team that's been there and done that multiple times playing against a team that's that here just, for the very first that, time. Yeah, exactly. It was like the, you know, the veteran playing. That is unexpectedly yeah, exactly. here for the very yeah. first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was the vet team playing against the, the you know, the up and coming rookie team that just made the, you know, final. So, um, yeah, I mean, both you and I were in the dub. Um, and yeah, I mean, again, I don't think it was eight. I don't think anybody thinks it was ATO's best performance of the season, no. you know, by a long shot. Um, Forge you know, under Bobby managed to break down parts of our low block, which has been what we've been playing all season. And it's mm-hmm. been good. But I, I do think that, you know, Carlos, it, it, he tried to slow forge by like basically cramming the middle with Diego, Diego and, and Sergio in the CB. Mm-hmm. But I think that forge, and I think you pro- probably agree. Forge was prepared for that. And they yeah. probably, you know, drilled for that. Yeah. And so when it came down to it, all they just did was press the wings as hard as they could. And it stretched out our defense enough that they got a ton of chances, which sucked. Yeah, um, we, we said this. We said this in the last episode that we're, we were like, oh, we'll probably, do, you know, do we do the low block to sort of stop them being able to get through and no one can get through it. But then we said, listen, like a team with enough quality can still get through a low block no matter mm-hmm. how good you are at it. And that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, well, the first and- goal was a set piece, which shocker, fucking shock that, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? Young, young uh, Hodge getting the second friggin' final goal off a set piece in a row. Well, but- it's, it, I think it's I think it's funny because I know last week we talked about players we were worried about, and you know, I, we named a few, and then you were like. Oh yeah, uh, you know I'm worried about Schwanier, and I was like, yeah, I'm kind of worried about like Hodge, <laughs> and those are the two <laughs> players that score. <laughs> and I was like, ah, fuck, we cursed, we cursed our team. Yeah, we did. Um, but uh, when but, the first one went know. in off a set piece, I, that was for me. I was like, okay, this is over. Uh, I know that's not a good thing to say, but like I was like, I don't no, know. No, but like back from this statistically, one. But also, we're not we're not good at coming back from from. Oh no, you know. I, I don't think we've ever won after conceding first. Not this uh, season, anyways. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this season. But um, it's been all ties um, or losses. So it also just you know re- reiterated what we've been saying all season is that we really really need to get better at defending set pieces because that was mm. that looked routine, man. That looked so yeah. Routine. It it didn't look like they had to try all too hard to get that one. So um, that was unfortunate. Um, so I, I'm gonna say you know again we talked early, a lot earlier this season or early to mid season. Carlos bringing subs on late. I yeah. think subs on subs in this game again came on a little bit late. Mm-hmm. Um. And really, like, not there wasn't any difference makers. I didn't yeah. think out there on the field. Alamin maybe was 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 an all right switch out, but I mean, Bahu, especially because Bahus was gassed. Like he was yeah. gassed from like ten minutes into the game, and I was like, oh yeah. boy. Um, but like Perez, right? Verhoven, honestly, they didn't really have an impact, which yeah. sucks because normally, you know, Verhoven's the guy that we bring on, um, you know, to 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 close out the game and get us that clutch goal. And yeah. I just don't think that he brought what we needed um but I, I and again i think it's because we were already at that point i mean i think when verhoven came we were down to nothing anyway it just um, wasn't there man i mean we were we were we yeah. were just we were playing against the better team who at that time you know, a better team with excellent game management with incredible yep. bench depth and there was just no way they weren't winning that one they, you know a team like that doesn't go two one up let alone two up and lose that game no exactly they know how to close so, it out so yeah it was inevitable yeah. really yeah, so you know, it's I don't know, it sucked. Um, again, you know, <laughs> especially you seeing Schwanier get the goal and at the end too. I was like, oh, damn it! Like, and it also yeah. made me think, which I've been thinking all season: why the fuck is David Schwanier still in the Canadian Premier League after four years of being like I one of the most know. clutch players here? 
Especially when fucking Bustos is training with TFC right now. I'm like, are you are you kidding me? Like he's not that good. <laughs> like he's good, but he's not like I, I would argue Schwanier is better than him. I would argue Mobabuli's probably better than him. I, I think Schwanier is just I think Schwanier is There are players out there that are better there. Yeah, I agree. Underrated, you know what I mean? Like he's not like he's consistently one of the best players in the league, but people don't talk about it ever. Yeah. You know? And then he shows it in games like this. And he showed it in the semis when he scored with his goals against Calvary as well. Yep. It's just he always yeah, he's clutch. Yeah, he shows up in the clutch. He shows up in the clutch. And, and then you know, when he when he's when he's playing on the same side as uh, as Max Tiso, I'm I, I'm I'm sorry, but it's a very, very lopsided matchup that one is, isn't it? Bud. Bud. I mean, well, I'm sure we'll talk about him a little bit later. <laughs> um I mean I that being said, you know, again, I kind of say, I tried to, I think all of us tried to stay off social media because, you know, various outlets jerking off Forge. But it just, again, it wasn't our best match, but I also don't think it was atrocious either. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we played a particularly awful match. Yeah. I just think, like you said, it was, it was an up and coming team playing a decent game against the veterans who had a good game. And that's kind of what, what set us apart. Um, our attacking wasn't good enough, honestly. Like one of our best attempts was Camus's <laughs> shot, which was great. Oh, the um, one near I, the end, was, yeah. I was yeah, seventy fifth minute or seventy eighth. I remember being sure that he was going to bury that because I mean, you know, oh, when you look laser. when you look at the angle from behind, it goes right into into Tristan Henry's hands. But yeah. uh, you know, a better finisher, maybe someone who's scored a goal in their career, w- would probably have put that in because you know he was right outside the uh, uh, six yard box, completely unmarked. Laser on the volley. That sh- that should have made the back of the net ball. Just should have been a one-one game. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it's it was not. tough. It's tough, especially because like I don't think Henry's that good of a keeper. But you know, I digress. He won the whatever played again. It's fine. That was our only um, shot on. Oh, the way It was three shots on target. We had three shots. But I think that was like our only real chance of scoring. Yeah, and it wasn't even <laughs> it wasn't even considered a, a big chance. No, it wasn't. You no, know, we so. had zero. Big chances. They had four. If we just want to look at the golf in uh, quality of that game, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, in well, a single stat. <laughs> well, and that's just it, right? So, um, I mean, I, I think I'll briefly talk about my favorite topic, which is officiating. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate Dujic this game, and I guess that's a good thing to say about him <laughs> because I know going into the game when I saw and when all of us out there saw he was the head ref, I was like, oh boy. But I was also like. Out of who it could be, out of the bottom three, I'm going to call them, he's the least worst. Um, but I honestly think he did a decent job um, for his debut as a finals referee. Uh, he missed some calls. Um, I, you know, guys were pulling jerseys and stuff. I think he missed a lot of that shit. I mean, I was uh, obviously but, fuming at some of the missed calls, like some of the fouls we should have gotten that we didn't true, get. Um, we we true. should like I I still maintain that we should have had a penalty. I think that when that when Malcolm got yeah. uh, tripped, like that was a clear yeah, that's pen, true. And then he missed that. So I yeah. thought that kind of sucked really bad. Like we should have went one up earlier in that game, but yeah. And, and I mean, again, I guess that's, that's just it. Is like I, I don't, I don't think he did a particularly good job, but I don't think he was atrociously Ben Hoskins, you know, bad. Well, yeah, no, it wasn't enough. It wasn't <laughs> enough to be like, oh, we got robbed of that final because the ref. No, 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 absolutely not. And uh, no, it, it exactly, wasn't. So. It wasn't enough that a, that a better ref would have really turned the tables enough no, to, to no exactly and also like i mean uh, and also bobby was fucking man that guy complains a lot especially <laughs> in the second half and i was like bro stop be- you're up you're up like one two nothing stop being such a whiny little baby right. <laughs> like, I he, was kill- he was killing me in the pre-match 
things when there's like pressure. I don't know, pressure pressure is playing at the Azteca. And I was like, first of all, like I know his his fans love to hear that because that's quite a flex, but I think it's a little twatish. Um but also saying uh saying, you know, they're the ones that have pressure because they actually have to come out and play football in front of their fans. I was like, what a shitty thing to say. You know yeah, what I mean? I, like ha- I, I, have I think some that's... have some humbleness. Like even even Pep Guardiola would never say that before an FA Cup final playing against Watford, even though that's exactly yeah. how they're going to play. You know, he would probably admire the fact that they got there in the first place, admire well, their compact defensive think, performance. But here he is being like says... literally throwing shade at the way Ottawa plays football. But I think that it. it's very that petty. says that well, and I think that says a lot about who he is as a person. It's disrespectful in a manner that you it's not it's not required. You know, exactly. Like go, yeah. Go into a final. Because, like, could you imagine Carlos Gonzalez saying that? Because I can't. I no. don't think he would ever say that. Even if we no. were playing against Edmonton in the final, yeah. he would be like, you know what? They made it here. You know, we're both here for the same reason. Like, we're going to go out there and do our best. And, you know, we're yeah. going to try to win. Yeah. But, you know, when Bobby goes on, you know, one soccer, it is like, well, I, you know, I don't, I'm not worried because I have two North Star Shields already. And, you know, mm. I don't need, I'm like, bro, like, we get it. You're you're Forge's coach. We get it. But like yeah. you don't have to be a dickhead about it. And honestly, maybe that's what it's a really bad but look. It's it's frustrating. It's frustrating yeah. to watch that stuff because it's just like it's disrespectful and not in a like a fun haha, like we're disrespecting someone with a meme on Twitter. Yeah. It's just dis- <clears throat> it's disrespectful in in a way that's like, yeah, well, I don't I, I'm not gonna lower myself to play against yeah. you know, to, to play against Ottawa. Like, Literally I, I criticizing like the opposing manager before going into a final, like in the pre game mm. post conf uh, uh, conference. It's classless. It's, it's, no, it's classless for sure. And I mean, yeah. It, it, but the, and also the narrative was true though. Like they did have the pressure because they were expected to win that game. Yep. And you know, and that's 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 what Cargo said. He's like, listen, they have the pressure. They're expected to win. We have the hope that we can win. But I mean, let's be real here. Like we are the underdogs going into this game. They've been. This is their fourth final in a row. They've been to. We just came out of nowhere and made it to the final somehow. So yeah, they well, were not, expected not, to win the game. And they met it was and, it was literally because of that man. So <laughs> exactly, but uh, they yeah. met expectations and won the game. Yeah, exactly. So um, so you know, with that, let's talk about some stats in this game because yeah. boy, howdy, it was not a normal game for us. I don't think um, <laughs> possession it's, honestly was almost well, almost equal. Which possession we, is the only one that was like. <laughs> A little bit equal. <laughs> yeah, but like at the same time, like that's normally like normally we we have shit possession and that's yeah. where we're we're successful. Yeah. And this this is one of the few times where it's been relatively even. And I don't mm. think we. I, I think it affected us. I really do. Yeah. You know. They yeah, I think I think the, the, the big picture when you look at these um these stats, it's very much like a. I know we were going on and on with a cargo quote last episode about how people say we get dominated because of the stats, even though we don't. They're just looking at it differently. Mm-hmm. They're not looking at it properly, whatever. But what domination means, um, people aren't going to want to hear this, but I think we got a little bit dominated. <laughs> oh, I think we did, honestly. Anyone that was in TD Place saw that. So. Yeah, no, that that's that's actual domination. Uh, uh, you know, Pacific, Pacific losing to us, even though they had all the possessions and all the shots, that's not domination. But what Forge did to us on Sunday was definitely fun. yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, again, there's, I think there's a lot of reasons why, um, yeah. and we'll talk about a few of them, but, um, yeah. So 55, 45 is the split. Um, we had 16 tackles, 11 interceptions, and 16 clearances, uh, four Chad, 16 tackles, seven interceptions and 11 clearances. So like, again, that stats somewhat equal. Um, Diego Espeo obviously <laughs> had seven of our, <laughs> of our 16 clearances. Yeah. Um, Forge had eight corners. I know you love corners. Uh, Forge had eight. We had three. Yeah, you had four, <laughs> Forge had like five in like the first fifteen minutes. 
I was I know. like, what the fuck is going on? It was absolutely terrifying for all of us in the dub. Yeah, no, <laughs> like over and over and over again. I was like, oh my god, this is how this game is going to be, isn't it? Like, I'm just going to be puckered the whole time. Like, uh, by the time full, full-time whistle goes, I'm just going to be shitting no diamonds. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> that is an image that none of you will get out of your head now. That's Sorry, right. everyone. <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean, at, at least, you know, we can say both teams absolutely sucked ass at crosses, though. <laughs> we sucked slightly less than them. Uh, yeah, we they only had four. 17% accurate crosses. <laughs> yeah, we were 4 for 17. They were 3 for 18. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, crosses also, was ne- no I mean, one's game. <laughs> that's not surprising, right? I mean, that's how we play. We, we invite the pressure, we invite the crosses, and then we just clear them. That's where yep. our clearances come from, and that's that's why they needed... To actually attack from the wings via David Chouanier instead of crossing yeah. from the wings to uh, finally break through in the end. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. Anyway, stats wise, a little, you know, a little more even than I would have liked to see for our style of play. Um, even the passes were relatively. Even. We had 377. They had 453. Um, so, you know. Yeah, that, that's a weird one, isn't it? We had 82 percent yeah. accurate passes. They had 84 percent accurate passes. And I mean, this is what I mean. Like when we, you look at our whole, like a lot of those stats are really even. And normally, when our stats are even, we don't do that well. And yeah, I mean, I mean, like we that. talked about. Look at the sixth one against Valor. Our stats were pretty even in that game. And it's just it's when it, that's what we've been talking about all season. Why we're so much better away from home than we are at home? Because like yeah. when when we're in charge. We're not good at being in charge. <laughs> <laughs> that's We're not fair. good at being in charge fair. with home advantage. We need to be. Yeah. Uh, we need to be the underdog the way. So, yeah, almost, yep. almost, yeah. Uh, almost wish we didn't win the league so we could have played this game away. Imagine, win- imagine, <laughs> yeah, we imagine, <laughs> imagine winning this at the Timbits box. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to go to that field, to be honest. Mm. Mostly because no one wants to go to Hamilton. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, with that, let's uh, let's you know let's dive into some standout players. Johnny, you got a you got a you got a whole bag full of them, or what's the? <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, I think I think I, even though we gave up two goals, I'd put Ingham on here because if it wasn't for him, we probably would have lost at least three nil. Um, yeah, was that huge double save that he made in the second half—that was true. Just, That's true. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. Again, I don't think he had his best game, but I think he was—he was—he was good. And you know, Nathan's been there for us pretty much all season. He was definitely there for us in the first two legs of the the semis. So, yeah, I don't I think either yeah. of the goals were his fault. I think the first one was the defense's fault for letting Hodge get a free header. Um, yeah, and and also whoever's fault it was for giving up a fucking free kick in that position. Um, and I don't think the second one was his fault either. I know he got beat at his far post by someone that was on a really tight angle, but I mean, it's, it's one of the best players in the league from that position. It's not inconceivable. And he also got a hand to it. So it's not inconceivable that any keeper probably would have let that shot in. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, yeah, I would say Nathan was good. Um, you know, if we're going to talk about uh, the the players that are on this list as well, though, uh, we can't. We have to talk, obviously talk about Saint Miguel. <laughs> Honestly, uh, probably probably our. He was the brightest. He was the brightest spot. He was yeah. the brightest spot for us that whole game. Um, put up some impressive stats. Uh, he did a great job just pressing the forge attacks out as far as humanly possible on the right wing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had eighty five percent passing accuracy. Seven passes into the final third. See, though, these, these, are the, yeah. these are the good ones I like to see because a lot of the times the really good defenders don't get those. You know, even someone like uh, Abdul Suzoko, like a lot, a lot of games, you know, he'll get like one pass in the final third and we're like, come on, bro. Yeah. But uh, no, to get yeah, seven Miguel's of putting, those, putting up seven. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, and then 71% tackles one, 70% ground duels one, and five recoveries. So, incredible. Pleasure. Stats. It was a pleasure to watch Miguel Acosta was, out there today. It was. Fantastic stat. And today, um, I guess, the past weekend. <laughs> even like you said, there's jockeying them to the outside as far as he could get. You know, that was his. It was pressure. It was pressure. We talked he, about it last week. I think it's important for us to do that. And yeah. I think Miguel was the clear example of yeah, what I was, would like to see yeah. in general. That was his number one job. Like, you know, that's exactly what he was asked to mm-hmm. do. It's like, listen, you need to push them as far out as you can and force them to cross it in because they're going to get 17% successful crosses. <laughs> well, well and, and that's just it. Like, again, you know, coming down that wing, that's, that's, that is Tristan Borges. Tristan Borges was doing that most of the time. Yeah. And I, I think without Miguel, it would have been a lot more dangerous. Oh yeah. Off, like uh, offensively for them to, to run that attack. Yep. So thank you, Miguel, for being there. And thank you for doing what you did in the game. Cause it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> could have so. been a whole lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I think my other standout would probably be our boy Diego Espeo. Um, seven clearances, two block shots. He lost one aerial duel all game, and he had ninety percent accurate passes. Like I think he put in put in the work. Mm-hmm. Um, his only downside was that he got dispossessed five times. Yeah. But again, you know, I think the fact that he's still here on our standouts, even with that stat. Really just <laughs> tells you the, the, the rest of the performance. <laughs> <I think>. uh, <laughs> um, either way, I mean, I, I think it's he, he's not going to be here next year uh, after that. Um, we'll miss you, Diego, you goddamn clearance machine. <laughs> you clearance <laughs> I just, machine. God, he's so good. We're going to miss the uh, shit out of you. I know. I just want to keep him. Can we just like make him make him permanent? <laughs> Please. Yeah. So I, I know I know that you're 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 giving us these temporary gifts to uh, on the short term develop before you take them back and keep them for yourselves. But can you instead just give them to us through no benefit of your own? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, Isn't the North Star Shield more important than the UEFA Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're not in the Champions League anymore, though. They're they're Europa the League. <laughs> sorry, ATM. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't mean to. I hope you're not listening to this. They're not even in Europa. They're, they finished bottom. Of the, oh yeah, they, out they, of Europe. Yeah, that's true. They're out of Europe. They uh, they crashed Which, out know, over that's the off season. There's going to be a lot of discussion about what knock on effects that might have with us. We don't get into that here, but uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, so other than that, I don't think anyone's. A, I don't think anyone would be a no, standard other than. I don't, uh, no, I think that's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, D- disappointments. disappointments. We can list the ones off. We can say a couple of things. I don't want to go too hard on any no, of the great fellas because I mean, yeah, you definitely agree. I mean, it was just like you said, it was our first finalists. It's it's a big occasion. It was their first time there, and they played against the best team that this league has ever seen. So. Yep. So, uh, I mean, top of my list, Bahus. Having honestly, said that, <laughs> Bahus. I, I, I just, I, he was fucking tired, honestly. I just, oh, yeah, I, for I, sure. he wasn't in the game. Um, he only won 33% of his ground duels, no tackles, and 50% on successful dribbles and long balls. I just, again, I, I think we talked about it. I think that he was just gassed. It's been yeah. a long season for him. He's put up stellar, stellar under 21 minutes for us. Yeah. So, you know what? He did, he did the job he needed to do to get us to the playoffs. Um, so I can't really fault him for that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was, some, I, mean, I, I heard other people mentioning this as well. It's like, man, every time that 22 gets the ball, it's just, he just loses it. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, fuck. Speaking of losing the ball, the next person on my list. <laughs> oh, Max, Max Tiso. Yeah. Oh, God. There was a lot of uh, uh, good vibes around him leading up to the final, you know, playing well, final he had, at home and like well, playing he had his third three or final four, in a row as like a local Yeah, boy he had three or and, four uh, games that were like fucking excellent. Like, yeah. honestly, like leading up to this game, the in the in the semis, he was good. In the first, in a couple games, last games of the season, he was good. Yeah. Um, he, he banged a couple of goals in. Like, we were all super excited for Maxim Tiso, yeah. but holy shit was this a stinker not the best <laughs> so, not the best um and it sucks because like we needed him to perform and he didn't and again I don't I don't know necessarily if how much of that you know was his fault personally or whatever um but he got outplayed especially on the left wing um Schwanier ate him up which sucks. oh yeah um he had six so <laughs> the the stat that kills me is he had 60 touches all game yeah and he lost possession either by tackles or interceptions 21 times Jesus so 35 percent of the time he had the ball he lost it he so had, he only had 69 percent accurate passes yeah 20 percent on long balls 33 percent on crosses like honestly it, it, it's tough because i think max at this point has established himself as as part of the fabric of the team yeah um and i think that he has a lot of potential next season i mm-hmm. think that you know he's he's going to get back he's going to continue to get better mm-hmm. um we saw it you know early season he was extremely inconsistent extremely inconsistent yeah. and then towards the end of the season he became more and more consistent and more and more threatening and more and more you know defense and offense stats like you, you saw a lot of those going up um it's just it's tough because this game just wasn't his game um yeah. but that being said i think he the fact that he's established himself as a consistent player minus this one game um really you know gives me a little bit of hope for next season when max is back in the lineup yeah for sure i mean he's he's definitely you know we're, we're not going to take a little bit of stinker of a performance in the final to to mean that he's not a valuable piece of our team because he absolutely is yeah you know and, and yeah. like just like any just like any sort of uh veteran canadian player especially yeah. one that's local to the area would be an extremely valuable member of the team. Yeah. Yep. But uh, no, yeah. One of five ground duels won. You, you can't be doing that as a defender in the final. It's just not kosher. No, no. Yeah. And his giveaways were killing me, man. Every time he got the ball, I was like, no. <laughs> so anyway, again, not going to beat a dead horse. Uh, Max had not a great game, but I am actually happy that he has found his place in our, in our lineup. I think. Agreed. Yep. So, um, and honestly, like last, I would I would probably throw Camus on here. He didn't have a spectacular game either. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, it sucks because he's normally he has pretty pretty stellar, especially when he's working with with Speo in the middle. Normally, he has pretty stellar stats. Um, this one not so much. One clearance, fifty percent accuracy on long balls. He only won twenty nine percent of his ground duels, which. Again, if you're playing as, as a center as, back, as, that is your defender, like bread and butter. Good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's weird. Um, like, I mean, like you said, you only had one clearance. Espejo had seven. Obviously, one of them's better at doing that than the other one, so that's yep. why they pick up most of the of uh, the slack there. But there's some things that like 92 percent accurate passes. That's yeah, pretty yeah. His, his passing good. was excellent. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Like his uh, passing was excellent. Unfortunately, you also need to do other things. Excellent, and uh, yeah, like you so. said, some of them just weren't. Yeah, two two out of seven ground duels. One that's not. That's not kosher either. Not great. It's not great. Um, but you know, I, again, I dribbled I past two, twice. Dribbled past yeah, twice. Was. True. Which Getting dribbled past twice in back. a single game as a center back is not. It's rough. The yeah, it's rough. Yeah. yeah, but that being said, I mean, I, I, I don't think a couple bad games 
destroys Sergio Camus for me. No. Um, I would love to see him back here next season if we can somehow extend that loan because I do no. think that he has, again, like Max and some of the other players, even Alamed, has kind of found a, a spot in, yeah. in the ATO structure and yeah. the ATO kind of spirit of how we play. So I would like to see him back. I think that he's good, even if it's just to, to lengthen the depth of our bench, mm. um, to have, you know, that, that plug and play, you know, pivotal center back when either Becky's out or Espeo's out or whatever, because Espeo's going to, you know, obviously get yellows and Becky's going to get headbutted a bunch. So <laughs> that's an, that's so. an incredibly good way to put it. A plug and play. Yeah. Because he basically got here and then we just, okay, you're, you're, you're second Becky. Your second Becky yeah, for when we need exactly. a second Becky. Exactly. So, um, so I, I again, <clears throat> I hope we can somehow extend his loan from a Lady B. I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, I have no but, clue. But, you know. The, yeah. the whole situation was murky from the jump. Like, they were going to release him, and then they signed him again just to load him here. I was like, okay. These are... Interesting. I, 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 I could tell some people from, from other teams in the league are like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. So anyway, hopefully Sergio sticks around next year. I think he's he's solidified, in my mind, he's solidified himself a spot um, on, on the team. Yep. Um, if he wants it. Slash, sure. if the, slash, slash if Madrid will let us have him. Areas yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for improvement. Johnny, what do you got? What do you got here? Um, it's so many of our, of our attacking uh, pieces in this game. So many of our attacking moves didn't come off because they didn't. things just didn't click. There, there, there was also moments where a winger would get up and then have an opportunity to put the ball in the box. And there was no one there to be on the end of it. And yeah. that, that's one of the unfortunate ways of when you play as a low block counterattacking team, but they give you more of the ball than you're used to. Your, your attack isn't necessarily on the break, but it's because you worked the ball up and then you get to a point where you're setting a ball in and they're like, oh, wait, we only have like one striker playing right now. It's not yeah. like we have a striker and a second striker and two wingers all bombing the box at the same time, just begging to get on the end of a cross. Instead, there's nobody. So yeah. It's 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 rough. It, it it shows when your philosophy of play is not synch- synchronizing with the way the game is is happening at that moment. And uh, yeah, it, and it was and again. Uh, yeah, I think it little, was when you when you're stubborn with your philosophy and then you're not necessarily pragmatic to the situation. Then things like that will happen, and you're not in. Yeah, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a spanner in the works for for the way that Carlos had been running the team all season, because you're right. I think it's like that that moment of like, oh my god, like why do why do we have the ball so much? Like yeah. you know, and it's like we were just maybe weren't prepared for that, um, and maybe that was Bobby's plan, and that's you know how he and I. I I, it, I wouldn't put it past him. I imagine he watched probably a lot of game tape mm. um, to to play the way that they did. But yeah, it's tough. It's tough to see you know, us get broken down like that because yeah. the, the way we've played all season has been so effective. And then now suddenly, you know, you, they, they cracked the nut, so to speak of, of ATO slow block. And, and it was, I mean, it was, it was, it was on display. I'm not going to yeah. sugarcoat it for you guys out there. I love all you guys, but <clears throat> we, just, we didn't have the best, you know, counter to what Ford just putting out. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. So that's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's funny to take an area of improvement from a final because like yeah. any, anyone that's been in a final, anyone that's watched a final will tell you it's not a normal game. Uh, it's, no, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's normally no, not, fine. it's normally not a good game either. It's normally no. a really nervous, chippy affair where nobody wants to make a mistake. 
And well, and you say like again, a... <laughs> you're like a normal chippy affair. Twenty, we're twenty five fouls and five yellow cards. Like, yeah, it was a chippy <laughs> affair. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah I, I brought a I brought a non soccer friend to the game, and then he was definitely like, man, that, that whistle's getting blown a lot. Like, <laughs> there's like certain stretches of the game where he's like, nothing's happening. Everyone just keeps fouling everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I brought my mom, my mom's boyfriend, like, and my mom's boyfriend's a huge hockey fan. And he was like, yeah. why is why is the game so slow? <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, well, you need to understand the yeah. concept of shithousery. No, yeah. well, it's slow on a normal game, let alone the, yeah. uh, let alone a final yeah. that has, yeah, how many, yeah, 14, uh, 25 Foul, fouls yeah. committed. Yeah, 25 <laughs> fouls and five yellows. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that it's tough to, to draw an area for, for improvement from a final but with that being said i'm gonna fucking do it so <laughs> johnny i hate to say i told her so but i fucking told her so <laughs> the gripe i had last I week so. <laughs> i fucking told her so the gripe i had last week about letting the opposition turn on the ball came back to bite us in the ass yeah. so hard on mm-hmm. this match like there were times where there was basically like little to no pressure on on just lethal attackers on forges like forward lineup mm-hmm. um you have a guy like hodge or Schwanier. And again, we talked about them last week, getting inside and just getting a turn on the ball and getting a lane to shoot. And you cannot or or cross. You cannot let those guys have that time. Yeah. And we did it all game. And it was frustrating to watch because you're in the stands and like we're like, yeah, we have the best <laughs> defense in the league. And then like watching them have eons to decide where they're going to put the ball. You're like, oh bro, God, yeah. <laughs> like, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> you're like, please, someone just come out and challenge them. That would yeah. be great. Um, so Some again, of the scrambles I, in the box where we didn't like. Oh, my God. Terrifying. Enough, and I was Absolutely like, terrifying. Shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Um, so, yeah. So I'm really hoping maybe set pieces and pressure are things that we work on in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, the good news is, from what I from what I gather, Carlos is sticking around next season. I believe um, I read that in Le Doigt as well. He's, yeah. He's, so every every intent of honoring the second year of that two year contract. Exactly. So I think that that's, you know, amazing for us. Um, I think, you know, obviously we're going to probably see some players moving around yeah. this offseason, which yeah. is both sad and exciting, yeah. <laughs> depending on yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, we, there's a lot of speculation in the league. There's, you know, a new team, like all that stuff, um, you know. Obviously, there's a situation with Edmonton and what's going to happen there. Yeah. Um, so I think, again, it's going to be an exciting offseason, but I am so, so glad that Carlos is at the helm. And I guarantee you, he is probably going to have a lot of sway in the decision making, mm-hmm. which he didn't have going into this season. Yeah. But going into the next season, he's going to be the one basically like working with Fernando and the, and the club to say like, hey, these are the players we need to target. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a huge, huge difference for us. Well, I mean, this is what I'm excited about as well. And I mean, I don't know if we're kind of getting off topic here, whatever mm. it is. It's the last one of the season. But, um, it's the last one of the season. We'll say what we want, you, and you guys will listen. When we want. <laughs> um, this is what I'm excited about because, um, as, as we said, most of the team was already picked before he came in. Um, yep. And he said just as much on, uh, if you listen to the footy, if anyone listening to this listened to the Footy Prime podcast um, before the final, they had an interview with him. Um, and he mentioned yep. basically, he's like, yeah, we have a philosophy, obviously, of the way that we play. However, the specifics, I basically picked the best system for the players that we had. Yeah. It, it wasn't like I didn't shoehorn them into a system that they weren't ready for. I basically, we have the overarching philosophy, but I look at the players that I already had at my disposal and then picked a style of play, obviously uh, uh, evolved it a bit through the season that was best for them. 
You know, that's a very pragmatic way of managing a team. That's the way that yeah. you should be managing a team. And the fact that he was able to make it to a final with a bunch of players he didn't pick. Because Not only that, win, win the league and then also make it to a win final. Win the league and also make <laughs> it to a final based on being, you know, a masterfully pragmatic tactician as well as yeah. just a, clearly being a leader of men and a motivator is and also just a just a good dude just a i met him dude. and he's such a he's such a friendly <laughs> dude like, yeah I, a, I asked him for a selfie at the event and he was yeah. like oh of course yeah that's a good <laughs> selfie too that's a banging selfie remember yeah that's a good one group uh, chat right afterwards hell um, yeah but the fact that we now get an off season where he gets to pick the players yep and um, he said as much in uh, the Ledois article as well. He's like, listen, I, I don't want to. I-, I want to maybe change the way that we play a little bit to make it a little bit more spectacular. Yeah, and, and I, I think, think that's that's, that's like, what you want to hear. From the that's coach. exactly what you want to hear. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> not like to to continue being this philosophy that's extremely defensively solid, but however is maybe addressing one of the only things that us and everyone else in the league might have had a gripe with, which is you know being a little low scoring. And being maybe a little bit boring to watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I, I think that we have to going go into the offseason looking at it like that because, again, like you said, Carlos did kind of made do with what he had, and yeah. he managed to form an incredibly strong bond and an incredibly strong culture in the team with the players that he had mm-hmm. and the style. And then he and then he looked at that and said, okay, what is the most effective style for us to play? And it is this style. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, like it's Atletico <clears throat> Madrid and like the flavors of ATM and blah, 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 blah. And that's all well and good. But yeah. I, I do agree with you. I think that he probably sat down and looked at the pieces that he had on the board and said, hey, here's how we win. And yeah. you know what? It, it, it worked. It worked because yeah. we won. Yeah. So. You know what? I'm 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 happy that we were able to do it this season, but I am over the moon ecstatic that Carlos is going to have so much input in the off season mm-hmm. on how we redevelop ATO into a force again next season that you know maybe might be a little more spectacular, might be a little more goal scoring, might be yeah. a little more offensively minded. Like I, I'm excited to see that. Um, and and I don't is, think he's I don't think he's a one trick pony. I don't I don't think he's just a defensive coach. No, absolutely not. And, and the thing is that, you know, he's going to be given the keys of the car and a lot of license to sort of pick oh, after the this season. For wants. sure. After that, well, yes, yeah, right. And they'll, they'll be right to put a bunch of faith in him to uh, yeah. pick players that he might want. And they'll, you know, maybe put, do, do that extra little uh, ATM palm grease and to get in some players that he might want that might not have been mm-hmm. very possible otherwise. I'm looking at some players across the league that are out of contract right now. One, one of them's name rhymes with Schmanny Schmapper Schmeepio. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Anyways. Who knows? Um, moment of the match, Johnny. You got one? Moment of the match for me was probably being able to take part in the TIFO before the, uh, mm. before the kickoff. Being able to hold that oh, up. Oh, yeah. And then, and then the smoke, the when the smoke bomb accidentally went off and it was like building <laughs> underneath the team as well. Everyone's all like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it was definitely like wasn't gassing all you guys out. <laughs> Like you don't need to breathe. Just hold the tifo up. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, basically, anything uh, that anything that came of Bryce's antics was definitely my. Oh my god! And then the, he, the, the uh, he added Wally that was incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He added the uh, the CCSG to the top of the tifo from yep. last week, which was cool as shit. Yep. 
Seeing him um, and no, Lucho go over to the north side to get everyone in yes. chance was, was yeah. incredible. It was. Yeah, incredible. I love it. I love it. I love that guy, man. Bryce, Lucho, like really all of the all of the dumb memes that we've created this season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will, yeah, we will for, talk about, more about this because we will have a dub segment after the mailbag segment. But yeah, that's probably my uh, moment of the match. Of I mean, it's not like there was a lot yep. of stuff that we did that <laughs> maybe the Camus chance was my moment of the match yeah. as far as. Yeah, that was also pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was also good. Yeah. No, yeah, I uh, I agree. I think that honestly, for me, it was also off the pitch. Um, and I'm not, you know, for those of you who are like diehard soccer, you know, it's the last episode. I'm just gonna say it. Coming back to Ottawa, like I flew back from Europe, and and I remember just to me that moment of like walking into TD Place and just seeing like thousands of fans, north side, south side, full, getting to the dub and being like, oh, I actually might have to stay in my row because there's too many people here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just surreal. And I remember like early season um, being in the dub, you know, first two or three or four games, you know, we, we would barely maybe break 3,000 you know, fans. Uh, the dub would be four, maybe five rows of, of, of you know, supporters. Um, and then to see, you know, suddenly to see that we're here, like it, it felt like a match in Europe. Like it yeah. felt like I was like at a like professional level, premier level soccer match, football well, match. Well, it so, was full, especially the dub, because I mean, like you said, you're used to having a lot of room in there. You can go move a few rows up if you want yeah. to or, or get involved in the action, whatever. This one was, yeah, when you leave to go take a piss or grab a beer, you got to push through people to get back to where you were. And it might that spot might have been taken by someone. So you got to sort of like muscle your way back. Yeah, yeah it exactly. Was, it was real freaking cop shit, man. It was it was. Dumb. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Um, and it was cool. Like, I mean, again, for me personally, um, I was able to share that experience with my daughter. She was there with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, to me, it was special. Like, cause I, you know, I put her on my shoulders and she was holding that like ATO capital city supporters scarf yeah. up high along with like thousands of other fans. Like, it was cool to like, look out and just see all the red and white stripes yeah. at the beginning of the match when like the players are coming out and stuff. Um, I'm not going to lie, man. It kind of like, it made me a bit emotional. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if it's cause like I was home and it was July. Um, but like, yeah, to see all the fans and then to like look up and my daughter's like holding this scarf and she's chanting with everybody. Um, it was, it was, yeah, it was emotional for me. Um, and it, 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 it's amazing because it's, it's the, the product of all of the work that has gone into creating the dub and making it into what it is. Um, you know, from the MDO boys at the pit to the members who volunteer their time to create content and memes and whatever, to the people who just like show up early and stay late to like set up and clean up um you're like you're all a part of this you're all a part of a grassroots ground level supporters group and you know this might be the only time in your life unless you move somewhere and then they get an expansion team i guess um where you get to experience that um from the from the beginning like from the ground from the very beginning from genesis exactly yeah Exactly. So um, I think that this season, the team made us proud. Um, every interview all season, no matter whether win or lose, you always heard the players singing the praises of the dub. Mm-hmm. Um, even when we were in York, they were like, oh, my God, it's so amazing that we had these fans here. They were giving us shout outs on the bus and all yeah. that stuff. So um, they've said we're proud of us. Honestly, like I'm I'm proud of, you know, I, I, I'm proud of just being a small part of it, even though we you know Johnny and I run this dumb podcast and, you know, we talk talk out of our ass every week right. um I, i'm happy to be a part of that we don't even live there <laughs> <laughs> we, don't even, we don't even live in the city um, <laughs> but but no it was to me that was my moment of the match it was just the emotion of walking into a place and seeing my home club transformed from yeah. where they were at the start of the season to yeah. where they are now yeah, yeah. In, in, so. a, in a in a record-breaking attendance final 
just yeah. And winning the, the league and being in the finals. <laughs> How do we get here? It's, it's honestly, just, it's like I probably said it before. It's a dream. It's a dream. It's, a, it's, it's a dream. It's the Paul Rudd on Hot Ones clip. Mm. It's like, look at us. Who would have thought, eh? <laughs> Not me. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless it was you tweeting out a hot tweet at the end of last season, being like, next season we're going to win the league. <laughs> <laughs> or no, who, who, yeah, who was that? I think it was... Um, Oh man, what pundit tweeted that out? And they were like, "Oh, I just have a good feeling about Ottawa next season." Oh, um, actually, uh, Jenkins did. He he said <laughs> it in was the, Jenkins. In the, yeah. in the, in, so the Discord. In the yeah. Discord, yeah, he was like, "I have a." Uh, he's in the Discord. He's like, "I have a feeling that Ottawa is going to be a playoff team or something like that." And then there was a clip of him on the season preview show where he yeah. jokingly was like, "Cause you know you're going to win the league," and he said it jokingly. But we kept the here. Clip we are forever. We kept here the clip forever because you know, in perpetuity, we'll just put, we'll put it we'll put it on loop on like a <laughs> on like a screen next to the uh, next to the the you know the shield in yeah. TD Place. <laughs> so great, great, great stuff. Yeah, so no, those 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 moments of the match, no, it's it's like you said, it's emotional, man. Especially when I mean, like yeah. I was telling you, because this is your first time back in a while. But when you're gone for a while and you come back and you see how much bigger it was than when you left, it's oh my god, it's nuts. night and day, it's night nuts. and day, night and day. So yeah, it made me emotional. Yeah. Um. So you know, it was, speaking, made my eyes made my eyes real sweaty. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and speaking of all you people, you've heard enough from us. Now it's time to hear from you. CCSG mailbag it is the mailbag welcome Yo. to the mailbag segment the last mailbag segment of this season mm-hmm. of ato after the whistle mm-hmm. you know the old finale uh this is the segment of the podcast that is for specifically for the members of the capital city supporters group uh, all of you guys out there um, you guys get to bring us whatever questions, comments, queries, concerns, cool, cool stuff you want to say, really stupid jokes, whatever you want to send us. We'll probably read it. Uh, we'll talk about it. And, uh, you know, it's the best part about being a member of Capital City Supporters is that you get an entire segment of the podcast just for you. Yeah. I'm not so I'm not surprised let's... that it's not mega heavy this time around, partly because I didn't really ask until like the last minute because uh... <laughs> Because none of us are like, well, I was like, we're ignoring soccer now. Well, that's, yeah, we basically have been ignoring soccer for the past four days. And uh, we were like, shit, okay, we're going to have to get this one out. When we when we were emotionally ready. And also, you know, I never asked you this. Did you, you get home okay? I did, yes. Uh, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm here with you right now. So, yes, yeah. I did get home okay. Yeah, but that's um, another thing. Was, Obviously, you know, we couldn't record when we normally do because uh, yeah, the a bit of a trek. was on a, pla- a, bit was of a, on a plane. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit of a trek, but I made it back and uh, I'm, I'm ready to, to, to discuss these questions that you guys sent in because some of them are real out there. All right, yeah. let's do it. Um, I think we should we should both do this first one. I yeah. think that's I think that's only fair. Um, so I will start with you, and yeah. then you can go to me. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite moment of this season? My favorite moment of the season, I think, was probably. If if we're talking about like just specifically stuff that happened on the pitch. Um, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to go with uh, Zach Verhoeven's late goal at home against Pacific because I was there. Um, and but, you know, obviously, any moment when you're not there every week, any moment that you were there for is going to like really hit the top of the list. So that one probably hits good for me just because it was the second week in a row where he came clutch with the late goal. Um, here's yeah. a player that I, I obviously have loved a lot. He's the guy I wrote the Golden Scarf nomination article about last season. Um, mm-hmm. Was a player I admire a lot, um, and 
to see him score the late winner against his old team at home was was fantastic. So I think for me, just for for you know a really easy basic answer, I think for me that's up there for a moment of the season. Nice, I like that. You? Um, I have to say the honestly the roadie the roadie to York. Um, yeah, my I mean, favorite that's, moment, yeah, that's that's uh, like that's the easy uh, answer. That's, that's the, the easy answer, answer <laughs> but the, but the right one. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I, specifically the moment of the match in that was uh, when we were filing into York Line Stadium, mm-hmm. and it was like all of the York fans like looked over and it was just like a, like a sea of red and white stripes with our smokes and yeah. like drums. And we were just like super loud. Yeah. And, and it was like, and then the, and then the, the, the flag above their like ticketing. Yeah. So to me, that was really cool. Cause it was really my first like traveling, you know, uh, away game. It was, mm-hmm. I think it was like that for a lot of people. Um, and it was a fun road trip. And then, and then to win it like yeah. in such a commanding way, like yeah. win three, nothing. Yeah. Like, and then come out and like you know it was it was it was yeah it and was, to do the pause man away as well oh my god yeah that the picture i was yeah. like this is like yeah. incredible, if, incredible. The, if, if the forge fans had done the pause man to us at tv place i probably would have left immediately <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well sounds like Emotional you guys missed an opportunity damage. forge fans <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so true. I would have. I would have left with you to be honest. Uh, oh, thanks. I'm, I'm good. I'm done. I would have been like, "Come on, Ella." Like my daughter. I would have been like, "Come on, Ella. We're going to the park." Yeah. She's like, "I don't get why you're so upset." Like, I'll explain to you later. Let's go play tag. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that. It's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. No. Easy. Um, yeah. Two great moments of the season. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. I'm gonna throw this to you because you were Shoot. there more than me. More um, often. What three things from the dub experience this year need to be back next year? And which three things should disappear forever? Ooh. Um, wow, three. Uh, I would say Wally has to stay, yep. I think. Um, I would. I, I think he should only come out on special occasions. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put Wally on special occasions as okay. my number one. Um, number two. Two, uh, I would like to see like Tarpsoff. Tarpsoff is always good in the dub. Um, I yeah. think that should continue. Yeah. Um, and I would say three. I mean, I know Lucho is going to be there next year. I know it. So oh, yeah. like, I mean, really, I'm not. I'm not going to put Lucho on this list, but yeah. Lucho would be there. Um, I would say I would like <laughs> to see the 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 efforts that that Bryce and or whoever else wants to get involved make to involve other sections in. TD place mm-hmm. in the chance um, so to see them have the like cue card kind of posters or go to the other north side and get the f- more fans involved I would love to see that continue yeah I think that it's a it's a great thing that him and Lucho do you send me regularly and I would like to see that continue yeah. so those are my big three I yeah. think that I would like to see back next season as for was, things that should that disappear actually, forever I think that was actually four but, it's, uh... it's technically four I mean <laughs> Lucho's included in both um <laughs> There's just too much good stuff. That's true. Uh, <laughs> um, things I want to disappear forever. Uh, Viking clap. Viking gone. clap. <laughs> it's fucking. It's fucking gone. We stopped doing it mid, like early to mid season, and it should never ever it's, come it's, back. It's a bit it's of a cheat answer. The worst it's luck. Some, it's something we've already it's the worst gotten luck. rid of. It's but, the worst uh, luck. Yeah. 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 And it should never, never reappear. Yeah. Um. Things that should disappear forever. Uh. People complaining about flags blocking their view. Yeah, that's a good one. Flags blocking their view or the smokes. Like people, if you're gonna be in the fucking dub, that's just part of the lifestyle. You gotta like just you gotta be a part of it. Guess what? There's a bajillion other. Well, actually, there wasn't on 
Sunday. But <laughs> there's a, there's a, usually a bajillion other seats that you can move your two and a half kids to if you have to. So, um, yeah, I, I I would love to see that disappear forever. Yeah. Um, and Which is fine I would because you know like, there's there's sections on either side of us. You can go there and you can watch yeah, the spectacle, but you yeah, be able exactly. to see the pitch better. It's fine. Exactly. So that um, I would say things that I want to see back next year is. Mm-hmm. The Hollywood sign because I want to see Ollie mm. back next year. God, if he's back next year, I would fucking eat my socks. He would like I would be so happy if he was back next year. Yeah. Um, I don't think he will, but you know, whatever. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, this one for you. Uh, what is the most important thing for improving the team next season? You gonna uh, give I, me the you gonna give me the the underhand T ball answer right now? <laughs> What's firepower up better front? forwards better forwards yeah um yeah. or just more we don't have a, we the thing is mm. is that when you look at our depth we I don't guess have a it. lot like Malcolm Shaw is very good Malcolm just, Shaw he's our Ryan one Wright, he's our one more Grega everyone else can be considered an attacking mid or a winger which can sometimes be yeah. seen as a midfielder as well so it's just a more balanced squad that way I guess we were very defense heavy very midfield heavy not a whole lot of firepower up front not saying that the players were bad just there wasn't a lot of them there wasn't a lot of depth up front at all. So yeah. signing more attacking players, you know, is the move. And that's why we talked about picking our style of play based around the players that we had. That's why we play that way, because there just wasn't a whole lot of options of, of bodies to throw up. Front. Okay. Well, well, okay. So that aside, what would be your improvement if you weren't just like, <clears throat> you know, Oh, it's the forwards. Cause everyone would say that. Um, I think that obviously we played we played with wing backs and everyone up top was central. I would like to see some actual high up wingers. You know okay. what I mean? Like I like I like that style of play. Everyone likes watching that style of play. It's it 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 it, it allows for more people that are pushing further forward. Um, your wing your wing your wing backs can be more full backs and can be more defensive and they don't have so much burden on their shoulders. And also it just allows you to play wing play better, you know what I mean? And yeah. especially when you have them inverted and they can cut in and you really you can really attack the opposite defense in a bunch of different ways in the same game instead of like, you know, yeah, a little more cre- a little more creative yeah. in in the on the wings. Yeah, cuz yeah. yeah. like pretty much all season we just relied on like Tiso and Howarth to cross balls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was like our like go-to. So like I'd love to play a proper like like front three, you know. Whoa! One of them, one of them, and two wings sacrilege. on each side. Like it, it would be great. It'd be great. We did. We yeah, didn't, I would like to we see. We didn't it. do that once because we didn't have the play. Well, but like also, yeah, exactly. We we didn't have the we didn't have the pieces yeah. to make that work. So, no, I I agree. I think that's that's fair. Yeah. Um. This this one's a good one because you were at both mm. of these. I was only. At I was. One. Uh. What was harder to watch: the six-one defeat at home or Forge lifting the microwave plate at home? Um, ugh, man, like, so this is a tough question because I hated losing to to Valor that hard. And I had friends and stuff that I was like their first game and I brought them to it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We I fucking suck. I forgot about that. Dude, that sucks <laughs> yeah. so hard. <laughs> yeah, that's like our first game. I'm like, don't worry. We don't usually suck. Yeah. Does this um, happen every week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but again, I think it was, it was tough to watch to me it wasn't to watch forge lifting the microwave plate to me it was harder to watch the players the atl players reaction like at the final whistle when mm. they just like sat down on the field yeah. like that was harder to me because i feel like i know more about these players and like who they are as people and who they are as players so so i felt more connected to them mm-hmm. and to see them feeling that like crushing that shitty sadness yeah. yeah so like that to me was hard to watch yeah 
Um, if I had to pick between the two, I honestly would probably say specifically in this question, it says forge lifting. The, I didn't give a shit about forge lifting the microwave plate. I didn't fucking care. I don't even think I stayed for like the like final, like I didn't know whatever with the fireworks. I didn't. Yeah. We pieced out. So like, I didn't give two shits about forge winning the microwave plate. Um, so if, in the in the very specific way this question was asked, the six one defeat was worse yeah. for me to watch. But uh, the the very worst thing was just seeing you know ATO players sit down on the field and just like f- be in their sadness. I feel and you. It fucking sucked. Like, I, I feel I feel you so because hard. like we were all trying to like I know we we were all big upping them. Like mm-hmm. I was up on standing on the seat. Yeah, with all the scarf. Were. Everyone was singing the songs. Basically, like listen, like we get that you're you're sad because you just lost the final. But us as fans, we were immediately right after the final whistle ready to be like, no, we're still going to cheer you on while they're doing yeah. all their shit down the other corner. Like, this is still your day and we still support you and we still back you. Yeah. And like, you know, yeah. Drew was like the first to come over and clap and they sort of came over one by one. Obviously, they weren't super into it, but like we sort of forced them into it. It's like, listen, no, you need to feel yeah. our love right now because, you, you know, you need it. You deserve it. Exactly. So, so yes. So six one harder to watch than the lifting of the plate, but the hardest thing to watch was the players after that for me. Good answer. Thanks. Uh, All right. Let's hit you with this one. (laughs) Do you think anyone will be gone next year? Well, I mean, that's, uh, will our ginger prince be a Barker B-boy, which is a hilarious way of saying that, Uh, (laughs) or heading for greener pastures. Uh, What about the Spaniards? We've grown to love Espeo and Camus. Um, I know that there was the the uh, you know JF Plant actually wrote two articles shortly after the oh final boy. in Le Dois, and then I one hated of them, reading those. I liked other, reading them because JF's a bro, but yeah, I hated reading them because the I'm other like, one no! was about how uh, both Ollie and uh, Baloo have Baloo, immediately yeah. had interest, and um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they were gone. It's part, exactly it's part and parcel of it, right? I mean, they're they're yeah. both still in the middle of their contract, so we'll get some nice money for it, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't if if a good offer comes in and they want to go, it's, you can't exactly step in their way. Like this isn't, uh, you know, we're not fucking Real Madrid here. We're not like keeping you for forever because we want you to be. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to go, then fucking go, like for sure. And yeah. they earned it, so like, why the hell not? So if they're gone, like you said, you'll be sad, but you'll be happy. Like yeah, it's like a bittersweet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like we like, love we love these players, and then I would I would probably follow them wherever they went. As oh, far as sure. like I would love, yeah, I would love to like you know if if Balu went to you know uh, back to back to Aleti or or uh, uh, Barca or wherever, um, or if Ali went you know to some European league, like yeah. I would follow them just because like I love them as players. Yeah. But you're right. I think that that's <laughs> I'm probably, sad. It's it's sad but it is, happy. It is sad. Yeah. I'm I'm probably f- f- the first one I would see leaving would definitely be ollie this guy just won player of the year and players player of the year yeah um and he's on a two plus one contract i believe so um, yeah yes i can also i can i can see blue staying for another season i feel like he's really found his footing here i feel like he still wants something to prove here he's also on a straight three-year contract so it would cost a lot for someone to take them him away from us well, and I, I also think that you're right. I think that Baloo is developed to the point now where he is he's found his footing and he's steady and consistent. And then I'm excited to see, and I think he probably is excited to see what he can do with that consistency yeah. next season with yeah. a team that Carlos helped to build. Well, this is probably so. his first consistent season, really, of his professional club playing career. If you if yeah. you look at the rest- have, there's no drama like there's no drama exactly you know, it, it, like. Maybe this is the coach for him or the coaching yeah. style for him. Or just the, or just the, the uh, environment. The group of players. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this might yeah. be the environment he wants to get back into the spotlight or get back into the conversation of the bigger clubs. 
And if yeah. you mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he wants to do at least do the second year of that three-year contract for sure. Um, yeah. They also mentioned the Spaniards, Espeo and Camus. I mean, I was thinking a lot about Espeo. I mean, obviously he's going back to Spain because his loan is done. But I mean, this kid's still only 20 years old. And I mean, yeah. th- there's, there's precedence in this league of having players loan for two years. You know, Sirwa and Rea at Valor were both two-year loans. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not completely inconceivable that they might want to send him back for another year. I mean, he obviously had an amazing time. He, he put in an all-star performance every week. You know, maybe they see him in the leadership position almost that he had here as the middle of a back three. You know, here, yeah. learning English as well is an advantageous thing. Like, it's very possible a that young, they see... A young Spanish Drew Becky. Well, there you go. I mean, there's, there's, a po- yeah. there's a possibility that they see his development here better than if he was just playing at a Letty B. You know what I mean? Yeah, here, that's, here I mean, playing that's, against that's a really grown men in high-stakes games. Yeah, yeah, that's an yeah. well, invaluable and, experience. Well, and I, 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 I agree with you because I, I think that of the two, I think that, weirdly enough, I think Espeo is our better bet to stick around for one more year just because of the reasons you said. Because mm-hmm. he's a young a young man. He's getting experience in a professional level league with players that are, you know, maybe have five or six years experience on him <clears throat> yeah. uh, playing at this level of football. So... Uh, you know, I could see him doing that. Whereas Camus, in this case, you know, he's the captain of Letty B. So yeah. like, I don't know if Letty B wants to give him up, yeah. for, you know, any longer than they have to. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, that, that's my take yep. on those. I, I, I feel like Ollie probably gone. Baloo probably stays. Camus probably gone. Espeo, shit. He might, he might stay. Who knows? Who knows? We'll Bruh, see. Could you imagine if he stayed? That'd be so good. That would for be us. incredible. I would love <laughs> it. Espeo, Espeo, stay with us, please. Please, please. The thing is, it's like, I know we're going to talk about Espeo for a little bit longer, but like, man, just watching his like social media presence, like his Instagram presence, like how much yeah. he's literally best friends with every single person on the team. And like, yeah, how, how, how is someone that's like, you know, that young has just gone to a country they've never been before. And all of a sudden they're just buying into this whole experience. One, not only that, like he'll go like live on Instagram or Facebook. And then like a bunch of the like CCSG fans will just jump in and like hang out with them. On- yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, it's like Diego Espeo hanging out in his apartment. And yeah. it's like, he, he <laughs> a likes, bunch of fans he likes joining all of like, our hey. tweets. It's yeah. like yeah. He's, he's checking it's in true. on everything. Like he loves every second of this experience. So I wouldn't yeah, be surprised yeah. if he wouldn't, if he was uh, super down to come back for another yep. year. You know what I mean? I mean, kid's got a long sure. career ahead of him. Got a long, great career. Ahead oh of my him, god, so. yeah, yeah. And especially, and again, I, I think that he is good. He's a very, very talented player. Um, but there's definitely like areas I think that he can, you know, get a little bit better. And I think that you, we've talked about it all season. You know, the man had what eight, eight yellows this oh, season. That's right, eh? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that's an area for him to like, you know, tamp it down a little bit. But we also saw him make some really smart plays when he was fouled and yeah. be like, hey, listen, you know, he could have retaliated and he didn't. So, yeah. so yeah, maybe that's an area for him to improve on in one more season mm-hmm. so that we get him for one more season, which mm-hmm. would be amazing it for us. Amazing. So it uh, would be. Um, considering that the league now have a regular season championship title. How much does that help to negate the CPL from becoming a league where one team wins all the time, like in Bundesliga, La Liga, or League uh, Or would scrapping the playoffs be the only solution for that? Um, so scrapping the playoffs, I don't think will ever happen because this is North America, <clears throat> and North Americans, for some fucking reason, love playoffs. Yeah. 
I personally, in my own humble opinion, not the opinion of CCSG, although probably the opinion of a lot of you guys out there, yeah. I think playoffs are fucking stupid in soccer. Mm. It's it's dumb. It, it proves nothing. It's like PKs. I think PKs are stupid because they don't really prove a whole lot. Yeah. Um, I think that the league championship is worth so much more than being like, oh, well, I won three games going into a playoff and yeah. like now I'm the quote unquote champions. I would rather win. 28 games or, or or do well in 28 games and have the endurance to to put together a team and a strategy that wins that mm. then be like oh well i had three good games and you know now i'm the champion it's like mm. i i, I want to interject and say as much as i agree with you it's also very funny because it's it's you know if it was the other way around we'd be saying the other way around <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like when people talk about like the League Cup in England. Where if you lose it, you're like, oh, gives a shit. It's a fucking nothing tin pot Mickey Mouse trophy. But then you win it, you're like, hey, we basically just won the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. And again, I think that 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 to me is just football fans in general are like whatever you know award my team wins is the yeah, award yeah. that's the best um, it is less salty I, now that we have an actual trophy for winning the league though because obviously well, it was more salty it, yeah. before when you won the league and got nothing and then you're like no yeah. we actually won something you didn't as well we walked away with the trophy and you didn't whereas we both walked away but with again the you know I, I don't know about you johnny but if have you ever tried to explain the system to someone who's not a football fan oh about how our it's, league winning and then we also having the the little mini playoff thing afterwards Yes, it's a weird yeah, anomaly, I had to, dude. Like I had you know. to, I had to do it to a bunch of my buddies because yeah. they were like, "Oh, well, they they were trying to flex on me that ATO lost in the finals." I'm like, "Yeah, but we won the season." Yeah. They're like, "So, look, is that like winning the conference in in like hockey?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> at, not at all. Like, it's not even close." And they're like, I mean, but kind it, of. But, if everyone but, was in the same conference, yeah. If everyone was split. in the same conference, and then they're like, but also like the the playoffs are different because you know it's a two-legged and then it's a like it, it's 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 hard to explain i think to people that yeah. aren't fans yeah. and hard to for them to wrap their head around yeah. um so to answer your question um i like the fact that we now have a shield and i told i told noonan that um the commissioner uh as much at the cpl final event we had like an awesome like it was just him me and a, i'm trying to remember who else is there um, I had had a few, couple beers at that point. Um, <laughs> I imagine you did. I imagine everyone yeah. did. From what from what I've but, heard, I imagine everyone did. <laughs> but uh, but no, it was cool because like, we were literally just it was like three fans and the commissioner of the entire league yeah. just having like a chat about yeah. the the future of the league and expansion. And we were talking about the fact that like they introduced the 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 the, the regular season, season title shield yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. And you know he literally told us he was like. It was the first thing on my list was to create that award and create go. help create that culture. And I was like, to me, that shows some of the vision. Yeah. And he said, like, you know, he's like, oh, like I was worried because I came into this league as like an American. A lot of people are like, well, only Europeans understand football. But like, I honestly have faith in in Mark Noonan because I, I think that he has the vision that the league needs yeah. to say, like, OK, well, there are things that need to change. And that we, if we're going to build this culture in Canada, then we're going to build like the, the you know, the 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 prestige of the league you need awards like this mm -hmm. you need to recognize the fact that carlos gonzalez you know put together a team and played 28 games well, played his ass yeah, exactly. off and won the season you finished like, top of the table after 28 games and i mean it obviously it's probably not going to be like this forever but it's it's a little bit disappointing that i mean you know we did have a big party when there was a home game after we had won the league but it's a bit disappointing that we didn't get the whole you know a stage with the ban with the banner and the fireworks or whatever yeah. to celebrate like a trophy 
trophy for like winning the league. We just got because because now we get clowned for that, right? It's like, oh, we won a shield, and you guys won a piece of cardboard. But I mean, listen, like we are holding on very, very tightly to that piece of cardboard. <laughs> are we ever? Are we ever? And I mean, again, I think that I think that you're going to see attitudes change. Like, I mean, yeah. I think Andy Petrillo even said she was like, "Oh, they were chanting Campeones, Campeones," yeah. and it's like, "Oh, well, they haven't won the league." I'm like, "Okay, but like to me, that's just a North American way of looking at it. Yeah. Like, you're looking at it like, well, the only team that matters is the team that wins the playoffs, and that's not at all." The well, case. that was a weird take from her because it was like, literally, weird. literally a couple weeks prior, they the league had announced they were introducing a trophy for winning the league so like yeah, yeah. it did win the league but uh i am i, I think everyone's gonna feel everything's gonna feel a whole lot more real once they actually sh- show us the trophy you know yeah what I mean? yeah i think that that's gonna happen um I'm, I'm super bummed that like i know next year the league winner and the playoff winner will both go to like the champions league the concaf champions it, league yeah yeah it kind of sucks that this year that's not that the we case, don't get it this like, year it, yeah <laughs> but it would be cool. Like, again, it would have been cool to see, like, Forge and us in the CONCACAF. Like, I yeah. think that would have been really neat. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's what it is. We'll just have to uh, win it all again next year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you heard it here first, folks. We're going to win the league. We're going to win the league. Oh, yeah, we're going to say it again. Um, I will say that the heart of this question as well about letting the league it would make it sure that it doesn't become, like, a Bundesliga. I don't think there's a, a, a threat of that happening. I mean, what we have right now is is a dynasty for sure. But, um, you know, that only happens as long as those personnel stick around. We're not in a situation where one club is 10 times richer than all of the other clubs. So obviously Forge is in a dynasty right now because they have an incredible coach and they have a core of players that they have either haven't lost or have been able to replace immediately. Um, yeah. So, you know, that stuff doesn't last forever, right? They're just a really well-run club. So uh, we're all under a salary cap. You know, whether everyone hits it or wherever everyone's, you know, soft under it or hard under it is, 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 is yet to be said. But we're not really under threat of a team becoming the PSG of the CPL because we don't we don't have a team that's just that much you know, is spending 10 times as much as everyone else. Right. Like yeah. It's, and, and dynasties happen elsewhere. I mean, look at the Golden State Warriors. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. look at. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, like these, these, these yeah. things happen. So yeah, these clubs that come come up and win, you know, three or four or five years in yeah, a row, and then exactly. and then the now, now, you know, yeah. yeah, now suddenly they're like dog shit, like the New England Patriots, which is great, <laughs> which is great, which we love to see, by the way. Yeah. Love you, Eddie. But uh, <laughs> um, heartbreak comes with the territory. I love you're like we love you, Eddie. I'm like I also love seeing the Patriots. In I also, but I also love AFC. seeing the Patriots. <laughs> Go Bills. Anyways, um, <laughs> heartbreak comes with the territory as sports fans. How optimistic are you that we will get back to a final soon? I am very optimistic, honestly. Um, I think next year is going to be harder um, just because of the question mark above FC Edmonton, the introduction of of. of Vancouver, yeah. Vancouver. I'm like VFC. VFC. No way, we got another VFC. Like, oh my god! What a. But like, I look at you know. I think all of us have done a deep dive, especially Joey. Joey, if you're, I mean, you're listening. And Joey's done a deep dive into that coach and basically gave us his entire like CV and was like, here's all the things that he's done. And I think they have they they have a coup on their hands because their coach is extremely you know his pedigree is extremely. Yeah lengthy and he's won a bunch of like really like high level leagues like, i think he won the the iranian like premier league essentially yeah he won it in 08 so so i think that they're in a good position to 
be a force. And especially if Edmonton, like, I mean, again, the, the rumor is, and who knows what will actually happen, but the rumor is that Edmonton's going to crash out of the league. We'll see. Obviously um, so there's if, nothing, nothing. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that something happens because obviously I don't want to see any team leave the yeah. league, but when there's, um, where there's, smoke, the fact, there's fire, we'll just, you know, it just seems. Yeah, exactly. So, so I think that because that is currently happening, I think that next year is going to be a tougher sale for cargo to win we're going to probably lose some key players but hopefully we'll gain some key players um and i i think that i'm i'm very optimistic that we will at least at least be a a, and i'll say this now and i couldn't have said it last year we will at least be a playoff contention team next year that would be my hope as well and what 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 i would really not like to see is that this year was a fluke you know what I mean? It would, yeah. it would suck to lose the key players and not replace them in a meaningful way. And then it was like, oh, well, that season was your chance at winning the Shield and you're not going to be back for a while. So it would be nice to see us be competitive again next year. Yeah, but, but I think with Cargo at the wheel, I think that's a given. You know what I mean? I think uh, I think so. I think they're going to be a competitive team regardless. I think yep. he's capable of showing that he could have even brought Edmonton to the playoffs if he was in charge. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you say that. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So uh, Adam Jenkins was wearing an ATO hat into the wee hours of Sunday morning. I was there. He was. Uh, did that jinx Ottawa on the day? Yes, it did. Fuck you, Adam. No. Um, <laughs> that that's is fair. hilarious. That's, fair assessment. Hear, that's a fair and scientific assessment yeah. of the situation. Yeah, that's the only answer. No. <laughs> that is really funny. And also, again, just makes me. Uh, uh, really regret that I wasn't able to be there because that sounds amazing. It just sounds like everyone had a really, really amazing time. It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Do you, do you think it jinxed it? I don't know. I don't think, uh, uh, I mean like, again, you know, we talk about all these like weird, like <laughs> luck, you know, superstitions that everyone has. So uh-huh. maybe it did, maybe it didn't. I don't know. It's uh, I guess we'll find out next year. <laughs> we'll find out next year if we make the final again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what? For this last one, let's do a, let's do a back and forth. We'll yeah. we'll finish it off. Uh, I do I'll have a, I do have a then... bonus question after this. That uh, is, okay. All right. Well, you haven't. Let's seen ask yet. each other this one, yeah. and then you hit me with the cold open on yeah, the next one. The cold open. Uh, all right. So, Johnny, what's one thing you'd uh, like to see change on the pitch, and one thing you'd like to see change off the pitch in the off season mm. going into next season? On the pitch, I would like to see us not play even one game with gridiron football lines on it. Because <laughs> even just like one it. was it's too much. Is. One it's was too, too much. True. It hurt my eyes. It hurt my eyes to look. <laughs> um, off the pitch, off the pitch, off the pitch. Um, I mean, I'd like to see... You know what I I would like to see? I know when I went to visit my parents um, in Nova Scotia and then we went to Halifax. And when you go around that city, you see Wanderers shit everywhere. You know, obviously Mm. they've got their storefront that's not even close to the the field. They've got like banners and stuff, advertisements everywhere. I would love to see ATO be more of a presence in like the public conscious around the downtown area other than just at Lansdowne. Like I, yeah, I like that. Obvious, obvious, like obviously, there's a lot of of competition for eyeballs. Um, but I mean, they need to take a prime opportunity of the Red Blacks being not very good to uh, yeah like, steal that spotlight. <laughs> 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 we need if we can start getting Red Blacks attendance. You know what I mean? Like, and we should do it now because you know the rumor mill is flowing about people bought certain people hollywood actors potentially getting in on the senators so we should we should act town, yeah. <laughs> yeah we should act now 
Yeah, I like that. That's good. Yeah, so no, uh, that's really good. You, um, you change on thing. You change, uh, on. change on the pitch. I want to see. Uh, I want. Yeah, I want to see more. I want to see us sign uh, like a real someone to work with Malcolm Shaw on the field. Mm-hmm. That's what I would love to see because we've seen Malcolm work in the lone striker position all season mm-hmm. and he's effective and he's put some bangers in the net and, you know, just played extremely well. And I have tons of respect for Malcolm Shaw. Um, but I would love to see like a real, like Salamane, you know, synergy. I would love to see us get someone and put that onto the field. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's to me is, is the change I want to see in the pitch. I want to see Alwell like out there, you know, winning games for nothing or three, nothing or, you know, whatever. Um, I think that we have it in our wheelhouse. We just have to really grip onto it. And Carlos has to find that talisman, additional talisman striker that works well with Malcolm Shaw. Yeah. That's what I want to see on the pitch. Yeah. Off the pitch. Um, I would like to see, Ooh, man, that's a tough question. Um, I mean, obviously I want to see the like, community involvement and stuff, but um, off the pitch, I would just like to see, I think more people who are, you know, I, I'm going to say like more people who are involved in CCSG, but not like involved in CCSG. Like I would love to see some of the people who are currently kind of on the periphery. Uh, maybe you're listening right now. Um, you know, you're, you're in the CCSG. You love listening to the podcast. You love being, you know, a part of the dub and stuff. I would love to see more of those people just get more involved with mm-hmm. CCSG. I would love to see more, um, you know, people joining in on the, on initiatives we have and making the TFOs and making, yeah. you know, cre- creating, you know, whatever content you want. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to see more engagement with that because I, I look at what we've done from the start of the season till now, and we've built this, you know, kind of juggernaut of like amazing stuff. Um, and I just want to see more of that, mm-hmm. um, off the pitch. I would love to see that. I would love to see that develop in the off season. Um, so again, if you're listening out there and you, you think I'm talking to you, cause maybe I am talking to you right now. Um, definitely reach out to anyone that's in the, you know, quote unquote inner circle of CCSG, myself, Johnny, Dan Duff, Thomas, Eddie, um, uh, Bryce, um, any of us and, and bring us your ideas. Honestly, I think that, that, that is what we've cultivated this season um, is is people bringing their ideas to the group and us really muckling onto them and making them into something great. Um, and we've done it all season and look where it got us. 15,000 fans, the dub's crazy, uh, memes are crazy, the, you know, Wally and bubble, bubble machine and all that stuff. Um, so if you have any ideas at all, um, we want we want you to be involved. We want you. What a, what a great way to finish <laughs> that. Hell yeah. Yeah. Please get involved. Because we want everyone to get involved. Because we it, do. It can only do. It's, it's 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 up and up and up and up. And you want to you want to get on this elevator for get on the train before on the we get on the get on the train before we leave the station. There you go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love it. Um, so all right, hit me with this mystery question. Yeah, bonus question is kind of funny when I figured right. it's something that we could just make up a bunch of nonsense to answer because nobody knows the I actual answer. But um, <laughs> as opposed to what we do every week, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, why is Forge the only team that enters and exits the pitch from the tunnel that's right next to the dub instead of the middle one? Uh, <laughs> um, especially when we're right there as the as the dub and it's like a final. <laughs> I think it's uh, that's a good question. Do you think it's because um, Bobby has a secret uh, uh, a beer freshening up, uh, beard freshener up station right next to that door that he needs to secretly get all all everything put together before he makes his appearance? 
Yeah, I mean, um, maybe that's... A fluffing station, if you will. I mean, who knows? Maybe it was the, you know, OSAG being like, this is the tunnel you use for the finals. Yeah. Um, but also, if it wasn't, then like, why? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Do you think that's I, where I, they... I don't, I don't like it. Do you think that's where they hand the secret envelope to the refs before kickoff? <laughs> Yeah, it's the uh, it's the base is the basement entrance to the White House where we're yeah. <laughs> getting the conspiracy tinfoil hats on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe who knows? Who knows? Maybe that's the case, and you know, they that's where they come out. You know, that's where Bobby and the refs come out of their like secret like you know that's the entrance from the 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 crust of the core of the world where the lizard people live. Um, <laughs> you know, like maybe that's it. Do you think that's where the special entrance is to the the little sneaky chamber next to our change room so that they can listen into all of our team talks? Oh, yes, I like that. Maybe that is the reason. Maybe that's the reason. <laughs> or maybe you know, you know what? Maybe they're doing it to like see what a real supporter section looks like. Maybe. Maybe they want to be in front of us. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're like, wow, these fans are so much better than ours. <laughs> so that was the mailbag. You know, I said it was. That was a great mailbag, light, everyone. It was, really that light. It was light, but it was good. And also, we talked a lot. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, what else is there? I mean, yeah, we could talk about the, the dub. dub. We were John, talking we about the talk dub, about dub lot, briefly. But, uh, yeah, no, friggin', you came from a fa- from afar, afar. I came. From I was afar. there. You were there. Uh, Billy came. From Billy London was there as from well. London. Um, yeah, it was. It was. Everyone and their dog was in the dub. No one wanted. That wasn't a game to miss. That wasn't a game. Yeah, yeah, and the march, man, the march from the GCP was amazing, wasn't it? Amazing. Most well attended, huge, loud. Uh, Pictures were incredible. I show up at the pub, and then this this fucking guy here is out with his friends out front at a table that's basically on the sidewalk. And I was like, oh, this is fun. There's a lot of people here. I'm going to go inside and get a beer. I was not inside for 10 seconds before I came outside and been like, nope, there's no room to breathe in there. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think we were outside? (laughs) And, you know, in the ensuing minutes, it just builds more and more and more. There's so many people there. They're spilling it out on the street. Daniel's freaking running up and down the sidewalk being like, you guys have to get onto the sidewalk. It was it was unreal. The amount of people. It was it was again, it was to me, it was peak peak football, uh, peak football atmosphere. Um, you know, we marched down, there was fucking drums and flares and the whole nine. The photos are incredible. You get to the stadium, there's chance atmosphere was electric dub insane all game. Wally was there, bubble machines, smokes, floats, like flags, cowbells, drums. It was just like everything I wanted the dub to be all season, but in one game. Um, and you know, it was great. Lucho and Bryce were on the North side, getting them involved. Um, I want to shout out, I want to shout out Lucho here because he said something in the, in our group chat about that march and he's like man like at the beginning when we used to do these there'd be like 10 12 of us and then you know it was fun but you look around and you know it was almost like you were a bother sometimes people would laugh at us things like this right and it's like to see how it used to be and to see what it was like on sunday how when you put the work in and you stay with it because you believe in it and, and 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 you go through it even if you think people are laughing at you if they don't take it seriously the proof is in the pudding when you believe in something mm-hmm. and you stick with it and, and yeah. you're honest and, and, and you have passion and then the gravity pulls people in and to see the amount of people yeah. that took part in that march you know it's the same people that used to get laughed at are now the ones that have 200 people walking behind them with drums and flares singing their hearts out and that's yeah. just the story of this season isn't it it is. It is. Um, and it was cool to, because I was there in the early marches and I was there on this march. And it was cool to see, yeah, you're right. The, 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 
average Joe Ottawa, just like at, uh, you know, at Starbucks drinking a coffee outside or whatever, and they see us coming or cars driving by. And, you know, it went from like, yeah, they were like, oh, who are these idiots? You know, now it's like honking and clapping and yeah. being like, woo, like cheering us on. So, um, yeah. And I honestly think the other cool part about it too is like during the march, I looked around and I was like, I maybe know 50% of the people in this group. Right yeah. Now. No, exactly. You know, when you, look <laughs> like, around, you know, you've made it. You know, look like, around and you're like, I don't people? know who this is, but this is amazing. Like, I don't know who yeah, these people but are. We're all here for the same reason. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, excellent. Um, so, yeah, even though we didn't get the W, that doesn't mean section W wasn't a W, as we say. Easy there, Robert Frost. <laughs> Walt Whitman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, 100%. I loved it. I loved every second of it. I'm glad I came home for it. Yeah. Um, it was funny because like, when I got back, people were like, yo, you went home for a weekend and watched the soccer game where you lost? And I'm like, yeah, but like, you don't get it. Like you don't get it. Yeah. I was like, I wish I could have taken you in and shown you like the, you know, the underbelly of what this has become. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah. it's, it's very a, it's, happy to be part of it. Well, I mean, that's how amazing the community is, is that, you know, losing in after, you know, those, those two hours were, were only a, a single speck in the beach. That was the experience yeah. of that weekend. Exactly. And then we went back to the pub and like there was a bunch of fucking Forge fans at the bar when we got back there. Like, you know, there's at least probably 10 of them Mm -hmm. and there wasn't any like fights or animosity. It was kind of just like, all right, that was a really good game. Like you guys won. Congrats. We lost, you know, like, sorry, you guys lost. And then it was just like, all right, we'll let's have some drinks together. And it was like really like a cool moment of like coming together for for the sport mm. um which i loved mm, it was so, beautiful and I, just and I, an amazing weekend oh it was amazing great weekend. it was great and and you know i hope we get to do it more often i know um cavalry fans were mentioning when all when all the media was happening they're like oh man i'm jealous like we got to have a finals weekend at our at our uh, city in the first year and it was amazing and when you know how it feels and you see other people experiencing it and you know that might be us if we don't make it again you know and we'll see other people do it and then we'll feel jealous because we'll have yeah. felt it before They'd be like, I know what finals weekend feels like. And like, oh know. man, <laughs> speaking of finals, I forgot to tell you this. Uh, so I got back. So after the, after the game, after the pub night, whatever, I took an Uber back to my mom's place. That's where I was staying in Ottawa. Um, and uh, normally she leaves the door in the garage unlocked. So I, you know, punch the code in, mm-hmm. go into the garage yeah. and then I go into the house. Um, problem being front door locked, mm-hmm. garage door also locked, <laughs> back door sliding also locked. <laughs> and, and I'm supposed to fly back the next day yeah. and it's like, you know, one in the morning yeah. and I'm getting back from the GCP. Oh so in my infinite wisdom after the GCP, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to hip check the door open, which, uh, Pop busted the lock off and popped the entire door frame off. And then when I got home, my mom's like, Hey, I had a contractor come in and, and look at the door and it cost me $850 <laughs> to get the door fixed. So, <laughs> so, and, but you know what? Again, it, it was it was all worth it for the weekend. Honestly, oh it was all goodness. fucking worth. It. I love like I the, forgot. The, I forgot. I didn't tell you that story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if the, if this was in in high school and you were coming home from a party and all the doors were locked, you would have just found somewhere to sleep outside. Slept but in the garage. Because yeah. you were older, you're like, nah, I'm totally down to do eight hundred dollars worth of damage to get inside. Well, again, I didn't think it was gonna do that much damage, but it like ripped the whole fucking door frame off. So yeah. <laughs> 
That's well, weird. it was my last night, like with my daughter, and like yeah, I was like, like ah, it's not happening. It's house. not happening. Getting in this house. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, my wife wasn't super impressed when I, you know, because <laughs> of course my mom was like, oh hey, here's the damage, and she sent pictures, and I was like, no, why would you send those to my wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why did you let her see what I did? <laughs> she yeah, probably I like, th- I know how much damage. Yeah, she thinks I did it because I was mad because of the game. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, fuck, it could have been. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, funny story. So yes, I digress. Um, yeah. Digress. So, so, anyways, so that's, yeah, that's after that's the it. whistle for the season, baby. We, we, uh, <laughs> we hope you Good enjoyed to listening out. to us just chat shit yeah. every week about this yeah, team. Yeah, well, you know, what we've enjoyed club. doing what it every a team. week. What a club. What a group of people everyone is. Yeah, what the, what a supporters group, honestly. And if you want to yeah. continue hanging out with them uh, for, the next, for the next month or so, uh, there will be World Cup watch parties at the GCP. That is going to be the spot, the place to be. To watch because we are the Voyagers Bar for Ottawa is the Glebe Central Pub. So you're gonna want to be there to watch our three group games against uh, Belgium and Morocco and uh, Croatia. Uh, Yep, and hopefully more. Who knows? Yes, hopefully. (laughs) Not not gonna count the blessings, but uh, you know there might be even more. Um, off season, we actually will be. This is an exclusive. I haven't put this out anywhere. Oh, here we go. Actually, it might have been announcement. An, it might have been an Instagram story. I don't know, but there hasn't been any details. It's Anyways, an announcement. There will be an off season podcast. We're gonna do a monthly. Ah, uh, look at look at you! All you guys listening right now yeah. are probably super stoked yeah. now because you're like, "This is the last one." Yeah. I'm sad. I was gonna go cry into my pillow yeah. later, and guess what? <laughs> we will be doing because we, as a fan base, really love to sleuth possible new signings. And Hell we, yeah, we, we do. talk about them just endlessly. Um, we are going to be doing a monthly podcast with the one and only Joey Hino. Um, yes, we are. It's going to be called The Locker Room. And uh, yeah, like I said, uh, every month over the off season, um, we're going to be talking about basically what are the rumors of that month? Who's coming in? Who's, who's going? We'll probably know who's going because they're probably going to put a statement out. But who's coming in? Mm. And, uh, you know, we'll pick a few of the hottest rumors and we'll talk about them, what they can bring to the team, how, where they come from, how well they've played, why we think they're coming here. Uh, all sorts of goodies. Uh, yes. It's going to have a new theme song. It's going to sound like the theme song for this one. It's going to be like a B-side. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's going to be it. banging. It's going to be banging. So, yeah, more yes. off-season content. So tune in. Tune in on for that, for sure. Well, Patty, it's been a slice. <laughs> It has been a slice. Um, I mean, if we add up all the time we've spent on this podcast, I mean, we're probably talking just in recording time. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least, I don't know, 40 or 50 hours worth of recording. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's, 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 it's been an experience. Um, obviously, this is the first podcast I've hosted, co-hosted. Johnny hosted last, co-hosted last year. Um, I'm, I'm really glad to have been a part of it, honestly. Um, it's, it's been kind of the highlight of my week to sit down with Johnny and talk, talk football, talk ATO, talk rumors, talk hot takes, talk whatever. Um, I'm, I, I'm going to miss it in the off season yeah. for sure. Um, I mean, obviously like, you know, we've got the, the locker room coming up, but that's not, it's not the same as watching a game every week and then talking about, you know, which players we think stink. That is true. Uh, <laughs> so, so, um, but uh, I, I, again, I, I can't thank, you all who are listening right now and, and the greater CCSG 
membership for sticking with us for enjoying it every week i always i always think it's fun um and exciting and and it makes me feel you know warm and fuzzy every time i go to a game or i go to an event and someone i've never met before in my life comes up and he's like hey but you're you're the podcast guy right i'm like yes i am the podcast guy and they immediately shit, just, <laughs> yeah but i mean they, they immediately want to just talk about the team and yeah. I, I love talking about this team yeah. i love talking about the league um so so Thank you guys uh, from the bottom of my heart um, for tuning in every week, um, for, for listening to what we have to say, um, for not chucking too much shit at us afterwards. <laughs> Wait, especially when we're wrong, because we've been wrong a few times this oh, season. Oh, just a few. Um, just a few. Just one, just, just one or two. Maybe we'll do a, su- we'll do a super cut at some yeah, point. Of, we like, only all talk of our wrong our ass sometimes. Dumb takes. Yeah, yeah, so. a, yeah, a super uh, cut of how many times you, you said the wrong person did the thing. <laughs> Yeah, true. True. That's happened a few times. Um, but, but either way, um, uh, I guess that's just, that's my biggest takeaway so far, uh, after 28 episodes here, 27, 28 episodes, um, is just the fact that you guys all tune in every week. Um, I love it. Keep doing it. Um, and I'm really looking forward to next season. I'm looking forward to continuing to be part of CCSG. Um, tell your friends, tell your family, um, you know, we hope you come back to us. I couldn't have put it any better than myself. No, it was, uh, it was Patrick. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. You as well. We, we, we have become great friends throughout all of this. We have. Yeah. Cause like John, again, Johnny and I didn't really know each other no. before we started we this podcast up, together. We hopped on so. this. And then a couple months ago I went to his fucking wedding. So, you know, take that what you will. That's what football does. Yeah. That's what football that does. Is, and you know is. What? That's what this is. And we can't wait to see you all next season. I guess we'll close on that. <laughs> Let's do it. Vamos at Letty. See you guys next season. Yeah,